Monday, everybody, and welcome back to the Couchside Judges. I'm Scott Fontana. Follow me on Twitter at Scott underscore Fontana. And I'm Dan Urban. Follow me at the Dan Urban. Follow the podcast at Couchside Judges and subscribe to us wherever you listen. And if you like this show, it's about time to give us the five-star review that we have deserved. And as always, we talk judging in MMA, so you should read the scoring criteria any way you can find it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Google it especially. That's probably the best way, right? Yes. Now, you know, Dan, I, I and I shared this with you this week, I did uh, acquire the most recent language, the most up-to-date language for... Yeah the abc criteria i did i did get a chance to glance over it i wanted to to dive into it and see the exact changes in there but i didn't get a chance to do that i believe it is extremely slight like i noticed some white space missing at a brief glance well they 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 they're things that were condensed yeah is really a lot of it (laughs) a lot of its presentation is different than Mm -hmm. than that document that we've been referencing for forever the uh, the originally approved one that you can find by googling it's really just not a whole lot different by and large. So, you know, it's, the fact that we've been referencing an old document isn't necessarily like archaic. No. Yeah, you know, it's everything's okay. Um, but yeah, we will, uh, we're going to find a way to get that up for, you know, fans of this show, listeners of this show, people who are interested in that kind of thing. We'll, we'll, we'll work on something. Yeah, we will. But uh, that's that's not really the big thing to be talking about right now, Dan. And honestly, not even the fights from Saturday night are the big thing to be talking about. It's what happened, I guess, a little before and then a little after the fights. <laughs> Same kind of thing. Uh, we're, we're really because, of course, there was uh, re- revealed earlier Saturday uh, in, in an apparent miscommunication between UFC staff and T-Mobile Arena staff that uh, John Jones will be facing Cyril Gan for the... What will be vacant heavyweight title, what is now the vacant heavyweight title, because Francis Ngannou, the former champion, has been stripped of it in light of the fact that the UFC is allowing him to pursue his free agent dreams unimpeded. Go for him. He is. Uh, he has been allowed to walk. He will uh, ostensibly try to find more money than the UFC was offering, which who knows what that could be. Uh, you know, it could be... Maybe in the eight-figure range if he's able to uh, to land such a deal. Okay, good for him. Yes, that's wild. That uh, for for a man of his story, we all kind of know his story. If you're listening to this podcast, you're hardcore enough that you probably know Francis Ngannou's background. Goes without saying, he uh, has has made something of himself in the world. Good for him. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. And uh, I look forward to seeing what that destination is as he takes the lineal heavyweight championship along with him. Right, Dan. Yep, Scott tried explaining this to me about, uh, yeah, I, I, I kind of get it, but it seems like a silly concept to me, I, I whatever. The concept of lineal championships, yeah. Uh, we don't have to go in, into that too deep, but just in general, like, what are your, what are your thoughts kind of when you hear that one Francis Ngannou has been allowed to walk, the heavyweight champion of the world has been allowed to just leave the UFC? Uh, the UFC is unwilling to, I'm not even going to say unwilling to pay him, it just seems like they're unwilling to let him uh venture outside UFC like they did Connor in boxing. Well, it sounds it sounds, like it, it sounds like part of what this is was that the UFC was offering X amount of money and their side was saying, "Well, we want more and also we want to be able to like you're saying pursue boxing and that's not really jiving with everything that the UFC is. I don't know what the details are entirely. Everything I'm getting is is from other reports, right? Um I don't have an, I don't have an inside man on this or anything, but 
yeah, it just it just seems like his side wanted things and the UFC wasn't going to to budge on them. It's like here here's the amount of money we'll give you. It's it's the most we can do. This is great. If you don't like it, tough nuggets. And he said, okay, we'll we'll move on. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, but I'm I'm thinking I'm thinking they probably would have ponied up some more money. They just weren't willing to budge on letting him go fight Tyson Fury. I mean, it's hard to say. Who knows? That's what I'm thinking. I d- they can make money on this too. I don't. Ah, sometimes people just won't figure out a way to. People cut off their nose to spite their face. Okay. Do you know that phrase? I just started thinking of Puna Heli Soriano. What? <laughs> what does that have to do with anything? Well, because he was covering just the side of his face. Oh. <laughs> yes. Despite right. the front of his face. <laughs> <laughs> you are uh, you are a funny man, sir. Um, what about this heavyweight championship fight now between uh, John Jones and Cyril Gann? Honestly, it's not the one. I wanted uh, it was the one I wanted for Jones originally. I thought it would be the, the the most interesting matchup until we saw what Francis Ngannou did on the ground to Gon, and then I was I flipped back to saying, well, I I'd rather see Ngannou versus Jones, but nonetheless, I'm still very excited to see John Jones at heavyweight. You got an early uh, reaction of who, how you think this will go, or not going? I yet? think John Jones is going to win. Okay, um, with his wrestling. All right. Uh, yeah. Like I, I, I've said this before, and I, I still believe this. I, I think he kind of got bored at light heavyweight and wanted to just test himself with other guys' strengths instead of just using his strength. I do think there so, was, there's probably an element of truth to that. I don't know how much or not, but yeah, I, I he certainly looked like someone who could have done one thing, and then he said, "Well, I'm not gonna. F- I just don't feel like doing." It. Yeah, and it was. I always thought that was really stupid, but you know, mm. not not every decision that John Bones Jones has made in the last 12 years or so has been the smartest decision. <laughs> I think that's fair to say. Um, but I'm, moving, what's that? I just want, I'm, I'm curious to see if he's going to be built like his brothers. Uh, no, because he's still going to have done. the chicken legs. Okay. <laughs> <All> <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Maybe they'll have a little more meat on him, but I, I just don't, he doesn't have a whole lot of calf is really where it is. Yeah, it kind of gets stretched out, stretched thin there. Yeah. Is that better or worse for calf kicks? I feel like it's worse. Well, there's less less meat there. Yeah, I mean, but it's, a, a, but it's, it's less sm- about the meat. It's more about target. the nerve. Smaller target, but there's less protection. Yeah, I, I don't guess. know. I, I, I mean, know. you're trying to shut down the nerve. I don't think the meat has to do with it. Well, if there's I'm more, sure it's part of it. If but. there's more meat around the nerve. Sure. I, I mean, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I am not a uh, uh, what is it called? physiologist. Me neither. Yeah. Just in case anyone was wondering. Yeah. Thank you for clarifying. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that. Uh, at least me. I don't know about the other <laughs> listeners. I'm sure some of them probably knew, but maybe maybe not all of them did. Anyway, we're going to move on, though, to those fights from Saturday night. Not a whole lot to really talk about as far as kind of stories coming off of this, but I will say you know, we saw Sean Strickland go in there again. Consecutive main events, uh, fight night main events. It's technically the last time the UFC had an event. He was the headliner. That was a month ago, so it's a little different. Book but end, uh, well, opposite bookends, right? Was that? Yeah, they yeah. End in the beginning. Mm-hmm. He is the uh, the omega and the alpha. All right. So he is the alpha in this case. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he gets he gets the win here over uh, Nasadini Mavov. The question I have for you though is this: mm-hmm. because we get a lot of Sean Strickland bravado, a lot of Sean Strickland strangeness, and you know, talking about having these homicidal thoughts. He wants to go out there and just, he wants to murder somebody in the cage. Does he fight like somebody who is attempting to murder his opponent? No, he doesn't. Well, no. Uh, um, for the most part, no. No. No, he doesn't. Uh, He did show some emotion in there today, we, like anger, and it, it played into his fighting. Do you mean tonight. in the cage? Or, yeah, or... in the cage. He, uh, 
he was angry about uh Imovov grabbing the gloves and like the the first exchange after that he was he threw some heavy heavy shots. Yeah, but then like he, he was trying to kill him again. and then he's like, "Oh, well, relax. Mm -hmm. Let's not get crazy." Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Got to save the crazy for so, outside yes. the cage. <laughs> <laughs> and and to be clear, I would I would actually favor this as far as if I was the coach of this fighter, I would prefer him to fight smart in there. I want him. <laughs> I don't want him to fight like he's a psychopathic maniac. Mm -hmm. um, the closest thing we got was him basically having a death wish and standing up with uh, Alex Pereira longer than he really should have, which was about half a round. Yeah, that that was ill advised. But but that was that was weird because they said can uh, in the Cannoneer fight he didn't take any risks. And then in this fight, they were saying, "Oh, he's taking a lot more risks. He's, he needs to get his chin chin in there." It was it was definitely like a bit, it was a more engaging fight. This yeah. was absolutely a more entertaining fight than the first one. I don't think this was a bar burger by any stretch. It's not like this would have been. <laughs> the, there has been one UFC event this year. This was not the fight of the year. Not no. This it this, still wasn't. <laughs> yeah, this is one's wide open for fight of the year. Yeah, still. yeah. Um, one I guess, event. I, in. I guess I would just because you. It's very hard to see contenders rise up to the championship level especially if they're primarily strikers and not be finishing other fighters that are at the top or in the top mix right typically if they're riding like the wave of like dominant decisions or don't you know generally decisions things like that they're taking it down they're pounding them out they're they're cruising down there he got a takedown he did get a takedown <laughs> i understand that but you know what i'm saying here sir this is he is not kind of putting together the the resume that says he is bound for championship glory so the question i would ask for you because the difference maker would be he probably starts needs to start finishing guys on the feet or become a dominant wrestler I'd say the former is probably more likely will he ever find his power against top level middleweights do you think he's going to or not just start knocking dudes out any mm. even get one i mean he oh, hasn't gotten no. close to any of them no i don't think so he fights he's a marathon guy He's going to just kind of outwork you. Yeah. Fight smart. That's, That's not, It doesn't really get you to the top, though. It it. I mean, eventually it has to. Well, it, it either has they, to or it doesn't. They, they run I out. I mean, I, that. as far as running out of, you know, guys. <laughs> well, yeah, that's how he almost got there was because they were out of guys. Like, here's the thing. I, 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 is he going to be the John Fitch? No. Is that kind of what you're getting at? No. The stand-up John Fitch? No, because he, he first off, he just lost last month. Right, that's what, the, yeah, he just lost. But that's what, that's what if he's going to get back there, that's how he's going to he went one and it. two last he's year, not gonna, actually. He's not going to finish, guys. He's so, not a finisher. So what you're saying is, no, he is not going to find his power against top-level middleweight. No. Okay. I mean, when's the last time he even finished somebody? Uh, He finished uh, Brandon Allen about almost like two and a half years ago. Okay. Alan's solid. That's that's a it was a TKO second round. He also fights like a maniac. That's a guy who fights like a maniac. Well, yeah, there you go. So he probably got caught. He needs someone else to go in there and be the actual homicidal thoughts guy. Yeah, yeah. Leave themselves just wide open. Yep. Yeah, there you go. Which again, I'm not even criticizing. I think that's smart. I just think it's goofy to go out there and be like, man, I, I, I would really like to be on on you know the other side of somebody dying at my hands in the cage and like to go out there and fight like that. Like, dude, just either either fight different or drop it. Just be like, man, I'm gonna be the guy who who's gonna be smart. I'm go, I, you know, he likes to call himself white trash. I'm gonna be the smartest white trash fighter ever. Just go out there and like adopt that. He would be champ already if it wasn't for bad judging. That's true. He did say so. <laughs> bad judging. Bad judging got him knocked oh, out. By, shut up, by Pajada. Shut up. Yeah, bad. <laughs> there you go. 
I would say bad judgment did get him knocked out of that. It's true. Yeah. yeah. Horrible judgment on his part. Anyway, um, the only other thing I really wanted to get to before we more or less get to contested rounds is uh, there was, a, I guess, a pivotal fight on this card in the women's bandaway division between Raquel Pennington and Ketlin Vieira. Went to a split decision. Ended up going the way of Raquel Pennington here. She obviously has a very lopsided loss to the current champion, Amanda Nunes. Nunes has other options in, you know, potentially a, a trilogy fight against Juliana Pena. Potentially, a, a, you're, you're, you're kind of giving me the scrunchy face here. I'm just laying out the groundwork. I'm not saying it's what I want, but that's one fight. And then the other fight potentially could be uh, Valentina Shevchenko in another trilogy fight. Where does Raquel Pennington fit in this trio of women? for potentially uh, the lioness i would rather do pena and in, in pennington i don't think they've ever fought before wait so you're saying you want those two to fight i, I would rather pen yeah pennington and pena so you want them to decide the yeah. contender oh okay Me, in right. the meantime uh valentina versus amanda okay all right so you're just booking kind of the uh i guess the four woman tournament here. yes okay all right yeah, I could get behind that. Mm-hmm. I don't really have a whole lot to add. I think that was a good job. Thank you. Yeah. They're not going to do that. <laughs> no one ever listens. If, if it's going to be, if there's an easy path to something, don't take it. Mm. That's just the way, that's the UFC. UFC. I don't know what that was. Um, <laughs> I was doing the jingle for the new UFC. Yeah. Uh, opener. It should, just rip it from NBC. That'd be good. They, ha- You know what I noticed? They had some old school graphics. They tonight, did? Tonight. Yeah. I must not have for been the paying opening. attention. Oh, opening I, of the oh prelims. okay. I missed that. I tuned in the prelims like just in time for the walkouts. Yeah, they had Hoist Gracie highlights. Oh, yeah? Yeah. All right. That's fun. They're, they're really buying into that 30th 30 anniversary. Yeah. 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 Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Well, that's our show. <laughs> no, no, no. We, and real quick, even before we get to contested rounds, we should note the uh the number of rounds that the judges agreed upon dan you want to handle uh handle the stats there yeah the judges uh turned in 20 rounds uh 15 in which they were unanimous on so at a 75 percent one of those rounds was a 10 9 10 8 split 75 percent pretty average that's yeah. that's roughly in line with with what you'll get year to year yeah starting starting the year off starting the year perfectly average there we go which is fine it's better than not right well, let's go to contested rounds. Like we said, we do only have five contested rounds in this case. Two of them came in that Pennington Vieta fight. 29-28s both ways. Again, two for Pennington, one for Vieta. But this ended up being uh, the the phenomena that I call alternative decision, which is where one fighter loses the fight on the scorecards. But when you look at each of the rounds... The losing fighter actually won technically the round on two of the three cards in two of the three rounds. Yeah, and then that third round is usually unanimous the other way. It will way. always be unanimous yeah. the other way, correct. It'll, yeah. the, the winner of the fight will be won because one round was definitely for the other fighter as far as mm-hmm. all three judges. Yeah, so it's a very strange thing. It's one of those things where like the you know people would might complain and be like, oh, the judges did it. It's like literally more judges than not thought that Vieta won round one, and more judges than not thought Vieta won round three. It just didn't end up being the right ones at the right time to make that happen. It's just a quirk of the system, right? But let's talk about those rounds. Let's start with round one, Dan. What happened in this round? Yeah, this was a good stand-up battle. Pennington uh, landed a couple leg kicks. Vieta landed solid uh, left right away, and it looked like Pennington's uh, right eye started to swell just a tad bit right away. Uh, throughout the round, Vieta is landing uh, heavier with the left hook and right straight while Pennington is landing mostly 
uh, strong, strong jabs, I guess. A couple of good right hands in there. I thought it was a very competitive round, but I like it for Vieta 10-9. I also had it for Vieta. Um, I thought it was not not like a crazy good round for Vieta, but I, I liked her offense pretty well in this one. I, I wasn't waffling too much on it, but I do I do totally see where Pennington had some good offense in this round enough that uh, one judge could give it the other way, right? Yeah, it was close. Uh, I I just I just favored uh, the reactions Vieta was getting on her lance. I think I did too. So, and that was uh, that was why I went for Vieta, just like you, just like judges Derek Cleary and Sal D'Amato. It was Judge Mike Bell who had this one for Pennington. Um, and yeah. as I understand it, this was also the majority score among media members because I went in and not just looking at the twenty nine twenty eights that everybody was given, mostly for Vieta actually in this fight. But I went back and dug up as much as I could about how each of them scored rounds. Because mm. I feel like that's more important. Yeah. Especially in I a like fight like this. The individual rounds. Yeah. The individual rounds. And yes, more of them saw it the same way as you and I did. But a lot of them were just like, yeah, I hate to be a judge on that one. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, was, there's a good acknowledgement of it. I it's hate just, to be a judge scoring this round. I, just, I hate to be a judge scoring that round. Yeah. I hate to be a judge scoring this round. Robbery. Robbery, 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 robbery. What about round three, though? Yeah, round three. Uh, good fun start to this round. I thought both were landing some heavy shots to the head. Uh, I think Vieta, again, is landing a little bit heavier. She, you know, forces Pennington all the way, you know, to the back. Uh, or forces Pennington's back to the fence with a right hand. Mm -hmm. And in the clinch, it, it's really competitive, probably favoring Pennington a little bit. She's landing uh, some good knees to the body while stuck on the fence. Vieta's throwing some, you know, punches to the body, a little bit to the head. They keep getting to this clinch position. And for the mo like I said, for the most part, Pennington's probably winning this with, with her knees. But then Vieta starts throwing some elbows. And I thought these were pretty solid. Very close round, but I think Vieta wins this round 10-9. Those punches when the final sequence, like for like 45 seconds, is uh, Vieta's on the back with the waist lock and really not doing anything, maybe throwing a couple of little above Storley knees. While Pennington's throwing those weird punches behind her, kind of. I didn't think that much was really going on there. I don't think those are scoring so, much at all, yeah. Um, They're not going to end yeah, the fight. I like Vieta for the uh, for the elbows when she started throwing those in the clinch, 10-9. I went the other way, though. And again, it's it really had basically nothing to do with those punches she's throwing behind. They, mm -hmm. they like I feel like they just look good. But if you give it, I any don't know if thought, they look good. Well, I think I think they <laughs> look good in the sense that, like, hey, she's trying, and the other woman is just holding on to her, right? Mm. She's just got a kind of a body lock. But yeah, if you give it like literally any thought, you realize, oh, she's not going to knock her out with that. Like, it's not, it's not going to win her anything. Mm. So yeah, I don't, I don't put much on them at all. I did think though, I thought Pennington had some really good lands early on, and that was okay. really where she did have good lands. I thought that was kind okay. of where she ended up winning it, and I didn't see enough of what Vieta did to overtake that. Okay. Is what it was. And very close though. It's super, super close. Um I thought this was much closer actually than round one. Um and I will say just again, I kind of I'm gonna try and do this a lot more often when there's uh let's say judging uproar or a split decision or something like that. I'm gonna try and kind of dig into the, especially when people start to say, "Oh, look at all the media scores, everybody." Yeah, got, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm familiar I wanna, with that. I, yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> you know that all too well. Um, hey, I've been there too. But I, I want to kind of dig into, like, okay, well, why are we getting there? Like, what, what are the, what is it? Like, are the media all seeing every round the same way? Because I suspect there will be times where it really isn't as united, and, and that actually manifested with Patty Pimblett and uh, 
Jared Gordon as well when I dug into that one. But this round, while Vieira was the main score from by, by a lot of them, there were several other people. Uh, excuse me, Luke Thomas stood out uh, as one of the main ones who saw it the same way as I did for Pennington. Uh, and also Derek Cleary was the one who had uh, Pennington on the only card that actually counted for Pennington. It was Bell and D'Amato saw it your way for Vieira. Did you announce the, the judges for round one? I did. Oh, you did? Okay. Yeah, I did. Couldn't remember. No, don't worry. I, I did get that one. Sometimes I forget, but this one I remembered. Okay. Um, yeah, but you know, it, it's just, again, we're talking about a very strange quirk here where Vieta does not get the win, despite the fact that if you were just, if you, obviously when you're judging a fight, you're judging that round, that five minute round, right? Yeah. But you're not deciding the winner based on the majority of people winning that round, which is such a, it's a, it's just such a weird quirk. Yeah. I know it's the way it works. It it has to do with two individuals choosing the winner instead of the other third one, right? But, man, it's like, man, you you can really look at this and say, hey, even the judges kind of thought that Vieta won. Yeah, I mean, in that sense, too. But then you can do the where, okay, well, Pennington won five scores to where Vieta got four scores. Yeah. That's another way. No, it's true. But I would bet that more often than not, the people who are sitting at home mad about the, d- the decision in an alternative decision, or, or, or I would say this in an alternative decision, it's more likely that just from kind of looking at this myself over the last few years, it's more likely that people would agree with the person who lost the decision. Yeah, probably. It's it almost seems like it's an easier way to get the right winner if we went the other way. I think people would be more happy with it if they did. I'm not suggesting this would change at all. But I do think that's one way we could just start to turn things just around just a little bit <laughs> to get to get maybe a little bit of people off their backs. Just make an aggregate round winner, winner of each individual little five minute fight. Add those up at the end. Who wins those? I feel well, like then that, we that, wouldn't. That, I mean, ten eights wouldn't even come into play then. Well, that's true. That is so. true. That's that's where it starts to get a little trickier. Um, but it's just again, it's just a fascinating quirk. I'm not even trying to say mm. we should change it. But yeah. It's just, I, I like to think about these things. They only happen like, gosh, it's anywhere from like three to five times a year in the UFC, more or less. I don't think there were that many last year. I think there were probably only like two or three. Um, yeah, here's one already. <laughs> here's a new one. But we will move on. This is the only fight that I, there was any controversies probably being overly harsh on this one. But any sort of, I guess, curiosity with, with the scoring here. Let's move on to, again, we'll go back to the main event, actually, mm-hmm. for this one. Sean, Sean Strickland, again, got the win over Nassidi Imovov. 249-46 and a 48-47 all for Strickland. Round two is the only split round here. So what happened? Oh, uh, this was a round spent mostly on the feet, just about like the rest of the entire fight. Because uh, Strickland does you get that You said he had takedown. that takedown, sir. Strickland had a brief takedown. It was a nice one. It was a body lock. He tripped him. Whatever. Um... Back to the back to you know the, the meaningful stuff. Uh, Strickland's starting to put some oomph into his punches this round. As I mentioned earlier, he doesn't always do that. He kind of just just you know I don't want to say even say fifty percent, but just you know what I'm saying. He's trying to hit someone hard in this round. Is, is where I'm getting at. You feel me, Scott? No. Okay. Yeah, that <laughs> I struggled through that. That's all right. Anyway, uh, I find this a very very close round. Imavov lands some good shots of his own. I think Strickland's getting the better reactions. And the ones he did land, they're very hard. He's throwing at these really awkward angles, really strange uh, shots coming in and, and landing, getting good reactions. Uh, very end of the round, Imavov lands a nice elbow. Kind of 
off balance is Strickland. Potentially Wobbledon, probably not. I didn't think so. Uh, very close round. I think it's 10-9 Strickland. I just thought that the the harder shots are being landed ultimately by Imovov here, and and that the volume appeared to be much closer than than it did. I don't know what like they were showing numbers up on the screen, but they didn't always seem to really match what I thought I was watching. Okay, so you know I, I try to just ignore those as best you can. Mm. I did think that Imovov is actually just. I thought he had a better round here. I did. All right. Yeah, it's really kind of what it comes down to, and and this is very close. So I don't. I don't have a. a I didn't even know you it. disagreed. I did. I went the other that. way. Look at that. Yeah. Scotty disagrees. Forty-eight, forty-seven, and I had the. Uh, I went with the outscore of Imovov, same as Judge Mike Bell. You saw it the same as Derek Cleary, who I accidentally misspelled uh, in my little outline here, but I'm going to fix that because I don't want to say it's not nice. The word, the word that comes up when I misspelled was not nice. It wasn't clearly. No, it wasn't clearly. Do you, it's I, more, that it's more like Beverly Cleary. You remember the the, the children's author Beverly Cleary? Because my kids are reading my did, they're did reading a book right now. Did she write the Berenstein Bears? No, I don't believe so. Oh, okay. No, she wrote a book called The Mouse and the Motorcycle that we're reading to to my second grader right now. Okay. And uh, yeah, we're enjoying it. It's about a mouse and uh, motorcycle and a, and a motorcycle. Yeah, but Beverly Cleary. I wonder if there's any relation to Derek Cleary. Probably not. Good chance there's not. Mm. But there's another Cleary out there. Do you think... Clearly, there's another it, Cleary. Yeah, but that's what I was getting at. Do you think when Bruce Buffer writes up his cards, it just auto-corrects to clearly? And he's just reading it clearly? I think he's on autopilot. Okay. I'm pretty sure he knows the right thing to do and can't stop himself. <laughs> I I believe that about him. Right. I think it's more or less we've gone too far. I, I, I've hit a certain age and I'm not correcting myself. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to have to live with it. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, see, so yes, you saw it the same way as Derek Cleary and Sal D'Amato, and I saw it as Mike built it. All but right. nonetheless, doesn't really matter. I had Strickland up going into the fifth round. You had Strickland up going into the fifth round. Imovov won the fifth round. Didn't matter. End of story. Let's move on. Two more rounds here. Let's go to our 8-9 uh, split on this one. That was uh, Matush Rabisky, I believe is the way you're supposed to pronounce it. It's, pron- it's spelled Rebecca. But I believe they said Rabisky. They were saying Ron Besky. Ron Besky. Ron Besky. The new Paul Harris is a pretty fierce guy. Yeah, yeah. He looked, he looked pretty fierce in there, and in, in uh, totally running away from uh, well, not running away from running away with the fight against Nick Fiore. 30-27 twice and a thirty twenty six. It was round one where we're talking about the potential eight here. So why are we talking about that? Well, obviously he wins the round, no doubt. On the feet, he is throwing some serious heat. Every 100%, maybe more into every single shot. Good fastballs. Yeah. Solid kicks to the body and legs. I just don't think he has the the 3Ds. I think he's not dominant as Fiore's landing his own shots and doing his own damage. Uh, uh, Ron Becky's, uh, Ron Besky. How do you say? I don't even know. It's it's just so strange. You said Ron Besky. Ron Besky is what they were saying, but I'm reading it as Rebecca. As I believe I said last week, Polish names trip me up. I don't know. I don't know the pronunciation uh, type of stuff. I, sh- I'm, I like. I actually want to learn this. I'm gonna ask my my uh, brother-in-law's girlfriend how this works. She's gonna teach me how okay. to pronounce things. As I was saying, I just don't think he's dominant. Uh, Fiore's coming back with his own and uh, own offense. He's not really not returning all that often. He's not really not returning. all yeah, that often? Yeah, that's a double negative, right? It sure is. Yep. But it gets to where I need to go. All right. Um. 
like I said, the eye of R- uh, Ron, Ron Besky is uh, he's busted up. Duration uh, that's kind of not there. Um, Ron Becky landing heavy, like I said, but it's just good damage. Good solid 10 9 round for Ron Besky. But I don't think we get to the eight. Yeah, this doesn't feel like the type of eight that they're looking for in Las Vegas right now. Is is kind of what it comes down to. I don't know that it's a very heavy one, even anyway. I I, th- I feel like I'd almost go an eight if uh, if we had this round two years ago before uh, before Jan Blachowicz, another Polish name that mm-hmm. I can say apparently. Probably not. I'm probably saying it wrong too. I believe it's actually Blachowicz. I don't know. Anyway, I can't help you there. Uh, no, 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 no. I don't expect. <laughs> Nonetheless, before that that fight against uh, Israel Adesanya. I said that name right. Uh, you took a week off from saying it that way, though. I did. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I'm trying hard. It's inconsistent. I'm trying to make it flow so that I don't have to like try hard to get it right. Honestly, I like it when you say it the other way better. Which way? The, Adesanya. The, the way everyone says it? Yes. Yeah, okay. I like that better. Well, then I'm not going to say it that way, despite you. Got to be a hipster with it. It's not a hipster. It's the way he says his own name. I, I don't buy it. Easier, Ban. <laughs> Anyway, I, I had a nine here, too. Yeah, the moral of the story is I would go nine here anyway. I, I, I would love a world where this is an eight, but I think that's that world is where the CSJ criteria takes over. Yeah, it's just a solid, it's just a solid just nine. Just a solid nine. Just a real good nine that you wouldn't mistake the other way. Uh, and that is that would seem to be the same way as Sal D'Amato and Janitro Comedia saw it. It was Tony Weeks who went the eight here. And I tell you, I'm always surprised when I see Tony Weeks give an eight anyway because he was resistant to them for so long. At least statistically, <laughs> I don't know how he felt personally, but look at the data. He was he was not given the eights, and all of a sudden <laughs> we're seeing eights all over the place. And yeah, it's it's definitely a more of a mix now uh, from Judge Weeks. One more round here, sir, and uh, we're still in the prelims. Javid Basharat got the win over Matush uh, Mateus. Excuse me, that was Matush was the last one. Now it's Mateus Men. Oh God, I'm gonna mess up this one too. Mendonc, right? Mendonc. I thought. I thought, no, 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 I believe it's a soft C. Mendonce. Uh-huh. I think. Okay. I don't know. I probably messed it up anyway. Uh, But yeah, two thirty twenty sevens and a 29-28. We're only talking about round one as the discrepancy here in being a perfect card or not for Basharat. So what's happening in round one? All right. Mendonce. Uh, throw, <laughs> throwing. Just make your own name up. Yeah. Sure. Uh, throwing lots of leg kicks. Uh, and Basharat really kind of just throwing some jabs. Seems like both guys are missing quite a bit early, but then uh, Madonce does land that light kick that spins Basharat all the way around, and throughout the round, they're both landing some heavy shots, but I do think Basharat starts to find his range, and he kind of is uh, edging ahead of it. And then that final 20 seconds where they're in that scramble on the ground, and Basharat is landing some big shots to the head, I think he puts a stamp on it with those ground strikes and then ends the round with a nice head kick. I think this is a Basharat round 10-9. Yeah, it felt like a Basharat round, too. For for all the reasons you were saying, too, I, I had these thoughts as well. Um, is it crazy to go to Mendonce here? I mean, I don't know. Maybe not. I don't see it a very strong case. Yeah, I, I, I like Basharat. It's not, it's not the worst. One. It's not the worst thing here. Um, Judge Judge Adelaide Bird was the one who saw it for Mendonce. Uh, it was Mike Bell and Ron McCarthy who saw it the same way we did. It's not. It's not the worst round. But I feel like, you know, because we're going to try and track these a little more often as far as, mm-hmm. you know, throughout the year, like what rounds we, maybe we had a harder time seeing. I don't know if this one would make that. I think we got to mark, let's mark it down at least. We got to at least kind of we'll put a star next it. to it. We got to reference point this because at the end of okay. the year, we'll probably go back to these and, and, you know, maybe revisit them. Right. Yeah. I mean, he does. He, that one kick was a good kick. I'm not saying it. I'm not saying it's it's a bad score. I think if there's a bad score, I'm going to say it's a bad score. Okay. I don't think it's a bad score. 
I just think that's a pretty it look to me anyway, from my view, which is at home watching on my television in my basement. I thought it was a much better score for Bashra. Yeah, I like Bashra better. So, but that is it. That is all the rounds we had from our first UFC uh, venture of the year. We had six finishes, though. More finishes than rounds. That's always fun. Five of these were KOs. One was a sub. And three of them ended in the first round. Of the six, what was your favorite? Well, I bet you think I'm going to pick Alan Nascimento with a standing rear naked choke. Over, One would think. Over uh, Carlos Hernandez. Yes, you but would I'm think that. But I'm not going to go that way. <sighs> Although it was sick. Now who's the hipster? I'm going with Umar Nurmagomedov mm-hmm. with a quick left out of nowhere in, left that i don't even know where that came from no one did no one had that, any clue uh knocking out Roni rayoni barcellos i believe that was the first time he was finished or knocked out anyway uh barcellos i couldn't confirm or deny that he only had three losses that. coming in so i would i would think so um well, maybe that all three was, of those were knockouts was, huh it was it was crazy mm-hmm. he threw th- what he throw a knee followed by a left just right on the button, smashes him with a hammer fist and feels bad immediately. Yeah, he immediately was fist. like like trying oh, to like no. s- stop the head from moving. Yeah, it was it was, it was good. It was, there was some some tenderness there. Yeah, I yeah, that was awesome. But what was yours? Uh, it was pretty much the other one where a guy got flattened out in uh mm. in the main card, and that was Danny Gay, who just starched Damon Jackson. Ended up doing the the almost the crow cop thing with the knee. Yeah. Almost got stuck. It, it didn't get stuck. That was great. Uh, I hope he didn't actually suffer any damage there at all, too. Um, other than, yes, we know brain damage comes along with a knockout. Mm-hmm. But uh, And I wish his, him and his brain well very much. But, yeah, this was a walk-off uh, punch in round two. Wasn't uh, He didn't do the accidental, or not, you know, not accidental, but he didn't do the follow-up shot that he felt bad about. He just punched him, saw he was out, and he's like, nah, I'm good. I'm going yeah. to collect my 50K. Because I'm Danny Gay. You know who did not feel bad about follow-up shots? Who's that? Uh, Dan Henderson. Dan Henderson. <laughs> or Rampage Jackson. No. Over Vandalay. No. They did not feel bad whatsoever. No. It was a different time. <laughs> Dan Henderson went off the top rope. <laughs> <laughs> you kept it. Uh, but then, then Bisping showed him. Yeah. Paced him up in the, mm. in the rematch. Although Bisping got himself hurt in that one too, didn't he? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. What are you going to do? Uh, I think it was a good start to the year. I think so, too. It's solid as far as, a you know, from the fights perspective. It's still been an awful month for the UFC. It's really been an awful several months for the UFC as far as, uh, like, outside the fighting stuff. So there's that. Yeah, but I'm not focused on that. It's uh, we gotta get to the fights. Let's 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 be positive. You can be. I'm I'm being real here. <laughs> <laughs> I keep it real, and you want to know what I'm thinking? I'm on social media. I'll, I'll I'll go into full detail on there. That's fine. I'm going with the fighters. That's fine. Let's, let's be on the fighter side. I am on the fighter side. I'm also on the side of the women who get slapped in the face. Yeah. Well, no, me too. That's not. It's never cool. I know. But... I know. I'm not saying you. But anyway. We can move on to close out the show with UFC 283 talk because it's next week. We have a pay-per-view yeah. next week. And guess what? We had to pay $5 more this time than we did last time. And next year, we'll have to pay another $5 more. No, no. It'll be 10 by then. Okay. Make it a flat 100 because 90 silly. is so weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah 90 no. is a weird price. Just make it 100. Well, 85 would be weirder. Let's face it. Yeah, that's true. That'd be too. way stranger. Yeah. Um, but it wouldn't be eighty five. It'd be eighty four ninety nine. You're only paying seventy nine ninety nine this year, sir. It's not even eighty bucks. Do you remember when it was? If $5 you live somewhere cheaper, where there's no tax, you don't pay anything. It's over that. It used to be five dollars cheaper if you didn't buy HD version. 
I think it was ten dollars. Oh, it was actually ten. Yeah, it was wow. ten. It was because yeah, it would be like I, I want to say it was like fifty five dollars to buy UFC one hundred with Brock Lesnar and okay. Frank Mir the rematch. That was fifty five for the HD, and it was forty five for not. Mm. But we splurged for the HD. I remember have doing have that. HD. I don't know why that that one just jumped out in my mind because I remember being at my buddy's house and we were. I think we were all passing around money, mm-hmm. and they had just been in Vegas or something like that, and someone had like a bunch of twenties. So we were having fun, fan of the mountain, playing around with money. All right. Because that's what you do when you're in your early 20s. You play with money. (laughs) Anyway, two title fights next week uh, in Brazil. Glover Teixeira versus Jamal Hill in the UFC's latest try to get a uh, light heavyweight champion crown. I don't like this as the main event. Can we, can we, can I just acknowledge too, at this moment, there is no heavyweight or light heavyweight champion in the UFC. Yeah, exactly. No one has these belts. Right. That's crazy. It's ridiculously weird. (laughs) I think this should be the co-main, but- Outside of that, I'm I'm excited for this fight. I I think it's a great fight. I I like this fight. I think it's actually the most interesting of the fights that we've had booked in the last few months to try and get a. Well, okay, I shouldn't say that. Glover Teixeira versus Yuri Prohaska yeah. rematch. That was easily king. Mm-hmm. But of all the other permutations that we've had, either could have been or or had or now have, I I like this one the best from a entertainment standpoint. I like to share here. Share is always fun and interesting. He kind of he, sometimes he's not in it, but then he's in it again later, and it just makes for for compelling really, entertainment. Can, can he can he survive that first rocking? Yeah, and That's and like Jamal Hill's it. capable of giving it too. Yeah. He's he is a very talented striker. Mm-hmm. I think he's a very well rounded fighter. Um, I think. Tashir is a much more well-rounded fighter than he is, so I think he would push him in in other ways that Jamal Hill just has not really been pushed before. So I do think this is compelling. I really like this one a lot, actually. So no, I mean I I understand why you're saying maybe the you know Davidson Figueredo yeah. Brandon Moreno number four would be a more interesting main event from from your perspective anyway. I disagree. I do think this actually is more interesting. You'd rather to have me. this one? Okay. Yes, because it's the fourth fight. But. To- I know they're always entertaining. The first fight was. I know they're always outside entertaining. Outside of the first fight, the other two were very entertaining. Yes, the, the, the first, first one was entertaining, but it, it was entertaining. But it, you, you know, obviously, you know what I'm getting agree, at. Yeah. yeah, that that there was a clear winner here that just didn't go the right way because of fouls. Yeah, fouls and yeah, and, and then that fifth round that I think probably should have been pretty pretty much unanimous and wasn't. Yeah. But nonetheless, we are here and we got plenty more entertaining fights out of it. So it was a happy accident. I guess. I I, I just I disagree. It's not that I don't, I mean if this was its own pay per view. I'd be pretty okay with that too, but I actually yeah. like the headliner here. But I'm I, I do have questions, even though that it's weird. You that might it's, be yeah. able to what, answer. What do you me? got? What do you got for me? What's the deal with Brandon Marino? He likes uh, Legos, right? I get that, but with James Krause, he, he loves Funko Pops. Me too. I know you do. Uh, what's Him and James with... Krause. Oh no, he moved. Uh, I believe he's in Texas. I want to say with. Uh, is he with Safe Saud? Okay. I want to say he's there. He definitely went. To, I'm almost positive he went to Texas to train for this one. I can't recall okay. off the top of my head. I'm trying to Google as quick as I possibly can uh, who he went to train with. But yeah, I want to say it was safe side. Okay. Good camp regardless. Mm-hmm. So. No, I mean, he's, he, yeah, he had to kind of scramble to make this happen. So I don't know what that does for his ability to prepare. I don't know. Yes, he has been training with safe side. I, I did get that right. Okay. Or MMA. All right. Um, Great pace to land, like you said. So there you go. Hopefully that answers your question. It does. I'm still going to... I think Davidson's going to end this quadrilogy. Is it the quadrilogy or is it a real different... There's a different word. Tetralogy. Oh, that's stupid. It's actually... That is stupid. <laughs> I know, I know. I used to call it quadrilogy too, but then I found out it's tetralogy. Our language is so stupid. Yeah. Tetralogy. 
What is even a tetrad? How do you even come up with that word? It. Moving on. <laughs> we don't need to dwell on it. Um, this again, being in Brazil, first time we've been seeing the UFC in Brazil since literally a week after the pandemic shut everything down, pretty much. Yeah. So this is weird territory. We're not. Ta- we haven't talked about Brazilian judges in a while, but let's remind our listeners of the names: Guilherme Bravo, Halison uh, Pontes, David Terrell. These are kind of the the, the most experienced judges specific to brazil that we have seen will they be there i don't know i'm gonna assume so um you know they i think there's a lot of association over the years and that brazil had with kind of these this hometown you know judging that they would get in brazil even though very frequently it was like american or at least traveling judges who would score fights that people would be you know confused about or saying oh it was you know it was because it's in brazil Mm. i don't think that's the case i mean i can't speak to what it was my data doesn't go back that far but like if you look at it these judges are pretty much in agreement with a lot of other judges and i think they do a real good job so i'm not that worried about it Guillermo bravo actually works in california sometimes too or has worked in california i don't believe he has been seen at ufc or bellator events in california since the pandemic began but yeah I think I think there's some solid judging. You read uh, Gary Bravo's I read book, the book, I believe. Yeah, I did. How many pages is that book, by the way? Not long. It's very short, it's right? It's like, I want to say less than 100. I need to start reading it, too, because I also did claim that book. And, uh, yeah, we, uh, I'll have to get, I'll have to start moving that up my list. I've yeah. got a few books now. I got some for Christmas, so. Oh, mm-hmm. I don't read very fast, but I was able I'm to not read that reader. in two days. I'm not a fast reader, either. You could probably do it in a day, though. Yeah, but I'm honest, and this is no uh, disrespect to Judge Bravo here, but I am very interested in reading my Bo Jackson book. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Huge Bo Jackson fan. The dude, <laughs> the dude is is he is basically like a myth that we watched live. Okay. And it's wild. I just everything about him is so cool. Anyway, neither here nor there. By the way, he probably would have been a great fighter if he wanted to be, because he can do mm-hmm. everything. Bo knows fighting. Bo knows everything. Yeah, that's what I said. Yeah. That's what I just said. Anyway, a lot of fights here, actually, I'm interested in. Um, up on the main, well, really all the main card I kind of like here. Gilbert Burns, Neil Magny, 170 pounds. I like that fight. That's a good one. That's a fun one. Jessica Andrade and Lauren Murphy. Uh, I, I'm very curious to see if Jessica Andrade can, can get another win over a very... Mm-hmm. Top level 125er and Game. basically assert herself as I really she's probably the the next best fighter at two weight classes and she really probably ought to be able to get another shot at Zhang Wei Li at some point. She wins this one, yeah, but this is at 125. So yeah, true. Who cares? <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> they just, just move these fighters all over the place anyway. And really, at, at this point, everyone's talking about at 115, it's like, oh, is it is it actually uh, Amanda Lemos, who last year Jessica Andrade beat with the submission of the year standing arm triangle. So there's no reason to say she wouldn't just leapfrog her in the pecking order anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, Paul Craig, another yeah. submission ace against Johnny Walker. Yeah, and, it, and it's <laughs> it's so weird to look at this and say, well, Paul Craig, he's fighting on the undercard of a fight headlined by Jamal Hill, who he broke the arm of it's that one one yeah that one one l i should say yeah it's the one l i know uh shogun hua in his final ufc okay fight sure it's probably the last time we'll see him in the ufc (laughs) will we see him fight again i don't know but in the ufc yeah i would bet that this will be the last time they sign him so this is his uh ostensibly final fight uh against ihor pateria and if i'm not mistaken and i'm gonna make sure i double check this throughout the week I believe when Shogun leaves here, he will be the last 
of the Pride Japan veterans to leave the UFC. Because Robbie Lawler did fight in Pride one time, but it was in Nevada. Ah. So it doesn't really count as far as I'm concerned. Arlovsky never fought in Pride? No, I don't believe he did. He okay. was UFC the whole time. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm open to being wrong. Someone correct me. That's fine. But I'm I'm pretty sure he is the last right. one on the UFC roster. It doesn't mean they're not still fighting, like you said. But uh, And then the other fight, deeper on the prelims here, Terrence McKinney against uh, Ishmael Bonfim. I will always watch Terrence McKinney fight. I'm yeah. very curious to see his um his climb up the ladder here. I was I noticed that the odds for this one are like almost pick them. Are they? Which I was surprised about because I have a very high opinion, like we said, of, of Terrence McKinney. Um, so I wonder what Bonfim's up to. I don't really know mm. much about him. I think he's had a brother on this card too. Okay. There's another Bonfim anyway. I'm gonna guess they're. It's not that common of a name that I'm aware of. Yeah, you never. But anything else I missed? Uh, citing out these. Yeah, uh, uh Jalton Almeida versus. Uh... Shamil Abdurrahimov. Yeah. Uh, Almeida is a freak. He's great. Uh, Abdurrahimov has never really been all that entertaining, but... Well, I, I just like watching Almeida show, show Oh, there's a good, there's a good so. chance that Almeida will go in there and starch him. I think the odds <laughs> were pretty heavily in his favor, too. The only reason I caught these odds is because I, I put them in our newspaper in, in the post, so... Yeah, and then we also got RoboCop. That, of course, That's yeah! Right, so. Gregory Rodriguez, who's he fighting? Uh, Bruno Fajeda. Okay, because I know his, his who was his original opponent that got replaced. Uh, it was originally Brad Tavares. That's right. That was a more interesting fight. Yeah. This one less so, but yeah, RoboCop. Yep. Called uh, Barack Obama, whatever people like to call him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I never heard that one. I don't you think. you never heard that? You, I don't think they ever you have them. never seen I the comparison. Have. I know. I probably I I see it now that you mentioned. I don't know if I've ever heard it before though. Where have you been? You're on Twitter, dude. How'd you miss that? I don't know. I don't know where you've been. I, maybe I did here. I just forgot, maybe. He's uh, a great fighter, <laughs> and I think he's going to win. <laughs> I think he'll win, too. All right. All right, that does it for this episode of the Catside Judges. We'll be back again Monday to break down UFC 283. 283. That's right, sir. Thanks for listening, and uh, yeah, have a great week.